It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard uh, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports a Podcast. Uh, Brady, all full of uh, energy. Uh, you got that song stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We just started. It's the slap happy hours of the morning as we record this, and so you get something in your head and you just start uh, going uh, with it. Well, uh, did Port Huron Northern make us look silly? Yeah. And they let us know about it, too. Which is which, cool. Oh, yeah. Which, I knelt in front of Larry Rollins after the game and apologized. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bill Warren's going to walk back in here, which, by the way, right now, none of our picks are – it's looking like it's going to – could be a record bad week, worse than any week we had last I have a year, losing record right now. Which is rare for you. But, anyway, Bill Warren's going to walk back in. I'm sure you're going to get a text tomorrow just saying – Told you so, because, wow. I thought, like, I thought it was probably close to a 50-50 game. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a 21-17 type score. I didn't think either team would win by 35. And looking at the stats, Northern's defense smothered them. Yeah. And I guess one other thing this does tell you, those preseason games mean absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I based on scrimmages and and all of that oh it would have been 50 to nothing if you based it on what people were telling saying out at the scrimmages and, and that's that's not what happened on the uh the field thursday night at memorial stadium all huskies all the time right from the start we'll get, so, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get, get into, into that. that and oh, talk about two debuts at richmond denny saligan is a dude he was Fun to watch, and he is fast. By Richmond stock. I apologize to my Blue Devil friends for the that I didn't really put much thought into them. But the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, this is a program that wins seven games a year. And you give them every adversity in the world, and they were just a game under 500 last year, basically. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Well, there's a guy that didn't play last year, though. Yeah. And, you know, and how are they feeling in St. Clair that this kid's not there anymore? Yeah. And Cam Denipol, who first-year football player, first game in high school football. Dennis, he looked like a just a vicious linebacker. He had – there was one – I think he had, like, one or two sacks. He had a sack that they said was an incomplete pass, which is weird, but he was flying all over the field. Dennis, he would man 90% of defenses in this area. Those were two guys that put on a Blue Devil uniform for football for the first time. Oh, you want to talk about a team that uh, is going to challenge Crosslex for a BWAC title. I got the name, and it's the Richmond Blue Devils right now. Don't care what anyone else says. They'll compete with anyone in the BWAC. All right. Uh, did we get any answers, or uh, do we still have more questions? We'll discuss all that when we get it rolling in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. 
Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. 
again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast. I was at Memorial Stadium on uh, Thursday night for the season opener between Port Huron Northern and Marysville. 31st meeting all time between these storied arrivals. That low. Now, they didn't actually start playing the series until 1976, and I think Northern opened in 65. So they spent so, 10 years? Yeah, uh, because seems- Marysville was in the scowl, yeah. and they were already playing PH and, uh, was cent- no, was and the- uh, Port Huron uh, Central and, and well, Port Huron cent- Catholic. Central was around in the 70s. Yeah, so I, they were they were playing a series Saint with Central. Stevens around when Northern opened, or had that closed before? Because uh, I, I know sure it but, went away in the 60s. But, but just looking at Marysville, uh, like throughout the 70s, they were playing Central a lot, and they pick, kind of picked up Northern in, uh, in 76. Huskies won that first game 7 to nothing. Then they had a 55 nothing win in 1998. And then on Thursday night, they got their first shutout over Marysville since 1998 and their third all-time. Which... 35 to nothing. Again, Northern is the only team that has played more than, like, I don't know, six or seven games, don't quote, but a real sample size that has a winning record against Marysville all time. They're, they're 19 the only and one. 12 now. And they're, yeah. Against the Vikings. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest right off the top. This one blindsided me. Not that Northern won the game. That oh, you were going back the, and forth. What the factor is, the factor is that it was 35 to nothing. And this, sorry, because I know we got a lot of Marysville folks. This was a butt kicking. Yeah, and I mean, I think if they were there, I don't think they're going to say they're not going to pretend like it wasn't. It's just, I guess the question now becomes, was well, we'll talk about it after. Play, play your stuff yeah. because I don't want to delay this any longer. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to the uh, first, the highlights of this one uh, as the uh, Huskies dominate Marysville. First and goal to go, Northern from the Marysville three. Just under five minutes to go here in the first quarter. They're going to go full house backfield. They've got a couple of bigs back there. Norton is joined by a lineman, it looks like. They give it to Steinhauer, looking for room. Tackled forward, and he is into the end zone. Touchdown, PHN. Steinhauer on a three-yard run, and the Huskies open the scoring in this one as they capitalize on the Viking turnover and score to make it 6 to nothing with 4.46 to play here in the opening quarter. And it's going to leave them with the third and very manageable here. Third down and two at the 24. And again, I think they're in a part of the field that uh, if they can't get two yards here, they'll go for it on fourth down. Steinhauer stays in there as the only setback with three receivers. Two to the left. Kerrigan in a slot that way. Cole is wide right. This time, Bloink on the fake will keep. He's got a first down and more to the 20. Bloink to the 15. Room up the sideline. To the 10. To the 5. Dylan Bloink into the end zone. Touchdown, PHN. And the Huskies take a 13-0 lead with under a minute to go here in the first quarter. Second down and 20 for Northern back at their own 39. It takes a, a little of the steam off the uh, 
onside kick recovery. Two receivers to either side for Bloink here. Now they put Kerrigan in motion. Bloink setting up the screen. Steinhauer at the 40. 45-50 into Viking territory. 45. Breaks the tackle. 40. Steinhauer to the 30. It's a foot race. 20, 15, 10, 5. Steinhauer into the end zone. Touchdown. PHN. 61 yards on a screen to Steinhauer. And it's 20 to nothing Northern here in the opening minute of the second half. They're looking at third down and three from the eight in what is definitely four-yard territory. Three receivers, Cole to the right, Simpson and DeLong to the left, Steinhauer straight ahead though, first down and more, Steinhauer to the five, Steinhauer will walk it into the end zone, touchdown, PHN, Steinhauer's third score of the game, an eight-yard run, and Northern is pulling away, 27-0 Huskies, 2.35 to play here in the third. Norton and Steinhauer, the backs. The give is to Steinhauer. He'll get to the five. He'll get to the end zone. Touchdown, PHN. Steinhauer, his fourth score of the game on an eight-yard run. He goes over 100 yards rushing in the football game. And he gives Northern a 34-0 lead with 4.54 to go here in the fourth. He'll get to the huddle with just six seconds to go, and it looks like that's going to be the ball game. They will not use the timeout. Time will run out, and Northern wins the opener over Marysville by a final score. Huskies 35, Vikings nothing. And you know what? I wasn't the only one stunned by this. Uh, Off the air, Larry Rollins was like, I didn't expect to win 35 to nothing tonight. Well, I don't think I I didn't think this was – uh, it's like I knew we were prepared. We had a good week this week, mm. but I didn't see thirty-five to nothing coming. Well, unless you're just head and shoulders better than a rival, do you, how often do you really expect to beat a rival by thirty-five points? I mean, he's got to be just over the moon right now. Like, especially after what uh, I mean, we said was a poor performance in their scrimmage, and I guess because when you have such a small sample size, that's all you have to go off of, but. Damn, that's <laughs> like that's a good performance. And uh, do you want to play the interview first? Yeah, or do you want to yeah, talk co- about all right. Coach Larry Rollins, all smiles after the game. With Larry Rollins, um, you guys look like it was week seven out there, not week one. First quarter was almost perfect. I know the first drive ended with the missed field goal, but it was a great drive. Then you get the ball back a play later and you punch it in. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, we executed the game plan very well. The kids, uh, we've been repping it all week long. Uh, we had our team meeting our, uh, before we left to get on the bus here, and we talked about it, because well, I always script my first 10, uh, and they said, let's go out and execute. You know, let's put the first drive together. It's week one, there's going to be mistakes, so you just can't dwell on it. You know, always on the next play. Uh, the kids came out, fired up, uh, and they played and executed. That's all I can ask for today. Uh, I'm going to start with the defense. 35 nothing shutout in week one. I, they were good last year. They were almost perfect tonight. Yeah, uh, our front four is is pretty good. Uh, it's all, they're all returners from last year. Uh, our front seven and our back end was young, but we're athletic and fast in the back end too. Uh, so I, I, our defense played pretty stout tonight. I was excited for them. They were they were excited for uh, seeing Marisol's offense. Uh, so we're just getting excited to East Point next week. So Steinhauer, unofficially, I had him for 107 rushing with three touchdowns and 84 yards receiving with a touchdown. Guess that answers my question of who do you have to replace Isaac Allenbrook? 
Yeah, uh, Joel had a phenomenal game tonight. Uh, and, and, and Hayden Prone came in and spelled him. Uh, I have a nice one-two punch with those two back there. Uh, and then just the receiving core and the guys up front did a good job, too. Um, offensively, I was pretty pleased. We had a, we had some careless penalties out there, just some lazy plays, some some uh, some holds there, some blocking the backs at times. Uh, but the effort was there and execution was there, too. So, And Dylan was so poised. And I think he hit six different receivers tonight. Yeah, he did a great job of uh, distributing the ball to his receivers, taking what the defense was giving him. Uh, and, you know, we just kind of wanted to force them to widen a little bit is all we wanted to do tonight. You know, we weren't trying to – we took a couple of deep shots uh, just to keep them honest out there, but we were just kind of doing some timing routes and, and then running the ball and doing some play action, getting them out of the pocket. Uh, so, yeah, he did a – offensively, I was very happy with how the kids played tonight. All smiles tonight, but here's the tough question. How do you get better from this? Oh, there's a lot of things to work on. Uh, special teams, you got to work on some flaws there. We got to work on our penalties for one. We had too many penalties tonight. That, that's that's a lack of discipline that I'm not I'm not happy about right now. Um, but we got to get better. Uh, we've been executed a few blocks on some plays. There's always room for improvement. And I know it's only week one. I know the kids are doing well right now. So we're excited for East Point next week. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. All right, there's uh, Larry Rollins. Happy uh, after a uh, a victory, as uh, you might uh, expect uh, there. Uh, especially a victory like uh, that. But um, just a couple of numbers, and, and then I'll kind of tell you what, what happened here. Steinhauer, 14 carries, 107 yards, three rushing touchdowns, plus he caught four passes for 84 yards and a touchdown. Which, as a converted linebacker, like I know he played uh, running back at lower levels, but hell of a debut because let's be honest, we kind of thought maybe Marysville would put up some numbers like that, and Steinhauer comes out and just goes, uh-uh, mine, four TDs. That's a way. To, we talk about great debuts for Richmond. That's a great debut at running back. Well, here, here's the, the thing, you know, and it took him a little while to, to really, like, get it going, but he was running downhill all second half, and it, it, it's weird because it doesn't look like He's running fast or hard, but all of a sudden, he's through the hole, and when the contact comes, he runs right through it. So let me, I guess, let me ask you this, and you can say it was a combination because it usually is. Was it him making men miss? Was it holes opening up? Was it poor tackling from Marysville? What contributed to how many did you say? One hundred and forty some yards. Uh, one hundred and seven and oh, eighty four. One hundred and seven. So he almost had two hundred all purpose yards. Yeah. What was it? Uh, well, or was he just I that mean, damn fast? I, I mean, definitely Northern won the battle in the trenches. Both sides of mm. the ball. They're they're bigger and they were stronger. Um, Steinhauer is very patient. If it's not there, he'll bounce it outside. He follows his blockers. I mean, he's a smart runner. Just, just like I was talking to the assistant coaches before I, I got uh, Larry to the side to talk to him, and it, it's just like Northern looked like they were playing week seven, mm. and Marysville looked like they were still playing scrimmages. Like they, like Northern, and, and yeah, I mean, you have a game plan, you execute it. I mean, Dennis. I know we try to analyze it a lot, but we talked about it a lot during baseball season, and, and we've talked about it now. A lot of it is just not making mistakes. And, and that's it. Marysville was shaky, especially on offense. Yeah, it sounded like they just made It a, took them to the second quarter before they kind of settled in, and by then it was like the pressure was on. It was like you've got to score or you're in trouble. If Northern gets a third score – 
you're dead. And and Marysville just never really had much going on. And and Northern took care of it. Look, Northern came out. They took the opening kickoff. They drove downfield. Um, almost a, a seven-minute possession. There was 5.06 to go in the quarter. They, they missed a field goal. Marysville comes out, and they, they get the ball with 5.06 to go, and Northern got it back with 5.01 to go. Yeah, and, and let me ask you this. Do you think the crowd played any, much, any bit of a factor for a lot of guys on Marysville that haven't really played in front of big crowds? I, I, do you think the nerd, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I know. I, obviously, you can't tell, like, you can't get into the mind of them. But do you think that maybe favored Northern, that they were in friendly territory, even though it was, what was the crowd, like a 50-50 split? Oh, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, I I, I just don't know. Uh, I, I, that's a question that I, that I can't uh, answer. Um, I, I didn't talk to any Marysville people. Uh, after that one, you know, they knew, right. They they knew what what had gone on and that they, they knew they have to get uh, better. And, and, and this is what we'll have to see in the the coming weeks from them, because I, it's not because they don't have players. Uh, they've got players, but they, they just, it's kind of like that, uh, PH Frazier game last year in week one. Yeah. Frazier was ready and Frazier just didn't seem ready. Just wasn't, and then Frazier went on to have a pretty like competitive yeah. season. Like they didn't, that didn't happen the rest of the year. So yeah, because that was one of the things we talked about that you will find out. Like you might not know in the grand scheme how good Northern is or how good Marysville is. You'll find out if they have athletes, and well, you know now Northern's got dudes. Yeah. Like they and, got some guys. And Dylan Blank was very posed. Uh, composed uh, and, and had a lot of poise. 11 out of 17, 140 yards and a touchdown. Spreads it around. Six different receivers caught a pass in the game. Uh, he had seven rushes. The 13 yards are because of some sacks because he actually had a couple of big runs. Which is dumb because, touchdown. I mean, really, sacks shouldn't count against a quarterback's rushing yards. If you want to count it against the team, fine, but it's not like he was trying to run it. Yeah, no. Without the sacks, he had about fifty yards rushing. Right. So, uh, uh, he he had a really solid game. And then Northern's defense was, you know, in in form. Uh, the like I like I said, there was one time where they blew it, and Thomas was loose down the center of the field, mm. and he didn't catch the pass. Mm. Uh, and and from my angle, I couldn't tell if Lavalley missed him. By right. a lot, or if it was close, it was one of those things where I'm looking at the guy's back, and it mm-hmm. looked to me just like he didn't see the ball, like and it was, that it was catchable. But also, if I'm looking at it from the end zone, maybe the ball's 15 feet away from. Him. Right, like maybe the ball just right in the lights, and he just had no idea where it was. But, but uh, it was a uh, thorough performance by uh, Northern. Um, I'm not writing Marysville off. I expect the Vikings to be better. In week two. Well, they take on center line, which let me see if I can find a center line result for you real quick. Um, but Northern, if East Point's what we're hearing they are, they might be coming off a 130-point loss, a la Port here on Patriots style. Because <laughs> um, they play River Rouge at Wayne State. 
and that's when East Point was supposed to have everyone back, like Tayshawn Trent, a Mr. Football candidate, and now he's just not there, and I don't think a lot of people are there. Um, so Northern will be will be up. And by the way, uh, plug the game next week real quick because you we added Northern versus East Point for next Friday, correct? Yes. Okay. So uh, Thursday's PH Tower at the stadium, and Friday is now East Point at Northern. Initially, Northern was supposed to go to East Point. Don't know why. Yeah, they, we they just got an it. email saying, "Hey, uh, can you guys do this? Uh, we, it would be it would be sure be swell if you could." So we aim to please. Which <laughs> apparently, Centerline doesn't play. Like I can't find a week one game. They must play uh, tomorrow. Um, I was Friday, they play me. Voyager. Or they played Voyager. Um, yeah. So, I don't think that'll tell us a whole lot. But, anyway, um, anything else about this game besides Steinhauer looked good, Blank looked calm, cool, and collected, which doesn't that kind of reflect the interview he gave us when he went yeah. to Northern Camp? Yeah. And the, the Husky defense uh, was uh, really good again. Yeah. So, that's just – that's a very quality win for Northern. And kind of shame on us for not uh, picking them because Bill Warren, he, he made sure he oh, let us come know. on. Bill Warren had to pick Northern. But he made us know. He had to pick Northern. He oh. had no choice. Because he, <laughs> he, made, he made sure. He goes, hey, just, for, just so we all know, I'm the only one that picked Northern on the record, right? I, I, I was flipping and flopping since June over this game. You were. You were. I can attest to that fact, and uh, you just flopped at the wrong time to Marysville, and I did not expect a 35 nothing game. I expect the Vikings to come back and, and figure it out against centerline, and I expect Northern to to beat up East Point unless East Point recruited some other kids we don't know about. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, good start for Port Huron High and not a good finish at Stony Creek. Yeah. We'll get to Richmond in a minute. We just figured we'd go through the other max score we have. Um, yeah, so from what the sounds of it were is Amari Holler and Gabe Moser are really good, but Stony Creek is damn good all around as a football team. And Gabe Moe's first play went 60-some yards for a touchdown. And they fought for a while, but it sounded like Stony Creek just had more depth and wore him down. And, and they just, yeah, couldn't, couldn't hang with him for 48 minutes. I had to do some quick math there. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, again, not getting a chance to to see this game, although I saw a link up, so I'm hoping there's a replay. Yeah, you probably have to pay like money for it, and that's annoying. Well, take it out of your pay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but again, uh, the, when I saw the halftime score, and that was really encouraging to me. And then when I I saw the the final score, my big thing is I I just hope nobody got hurt. Right. Like, I just hope it was Stony Creek turned up the gas, and that's what happened. Yeah. And, again, I don't think this is an indictment on PH at all. I think it's more that Stony Creek is a good team. And, I mean, Portney and I has always played good teams to start. Like, I was talking with, with my uncle the other day, and he's like, there was, like, one year he can remember where, like, okay, we should win week one. And then every <laughs> other year they're like, oh, my God, it's going to be a battle. But no rest for them. They take on Warrenwood's Tower next week. 
Um, by the way, Tower lost to Zealand East like 42-14. to 14, Yeah. But a lot of teams lose to the Zealand schools by a lot. Yeah. So do with that what you will. Um, I don't know. You saw some good stats. I, I'd have to to really tell you if pH is anything, I'd have to watch some film on it. But they hung with them for a half, which tells me they're young and Stony Creek is a finished product where Port Huron High is a product being rebuilt for this season. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, next Thursday, and uh, I'll tell you right now in the picks, I'm taking PH. So, <laughs> Pick, Picking them over Tower? <laughs> picking which, them over Tower. Which, yeah, you got you got both Port Huron area schools next week. That should be – I'm be, picking Northern, too, next week. Good thing you live like 10 <laughs> seconds – good thing you live like 10 seconds from the stadium. Uh, it will be a, a, a good uh, week uh, in terms of uh, travel. All right, tell me about Richmond Clintondale. So um, Richmond's good. Their defense is damn good, and Clintondale's not that bad of a team. Like I think Marine City will handle them, just because Marine City is always really well coached and well prepared. But if Marysville doesn't figure it out, Clintondale can give them fits. Denny Saligans really fast he was the fourth fastest player on the field because Clintondale has some athletes but their defense didn't allow their offense to get anywhere I mean you can play some highlights we'll get into it more um we're going highlights first right yep all right getting to the highlights this is what it sounded like Richmond winning on the newly named John Coker field Morgan takes it gonna hand it off Saligan trying to get to the outside avoids the tackle of the 30 to 35 40 he's got room to work across midfield he's cutting back to the middle no one's gonna catch him Denny Saligan going to take it to the house. Touchdown, Blue Devils. Richmond breaks the huddle. Same formation. Twins to the left. Nobody out to the right. They're going to bring in the power back Jones and big Hudson Davenport lined up at a tight end position. They're going to they're gonna fake the handoff throw. Touchdown, Richmond. Play action pass. First one of the game. And they got it. Big touchdown to Kevin McKiernan. Richmond leads 13-0. Hudson Davenport in. They're going to hand it off to Saligan. He's going to run behind Davenport, and he's going to get to the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Richmond. Denny Saligan, his second touchdown of the night. 20-0, 10-02 to go here in the second quarter. Thedford takes a snap. Going to hand it off, and he's crushed in the backfield. Oh, Dakari Jenkins had nowhere to go. What a hit from the Blue Devils. There were four jerseys, and I believe that was Sam Denipole that made the initial contact. Oh, poor guy never had a chance. Morgan takes it out of the gun, hands it off to Jones, cuts it up over the 25-20. He's got room to work. 15, 10, 5, and he's going to dive for the pylon. Did he get in? Yes, touchdown, Richmond. What a run from Jackson Jones. Had to do it twice on that drive. But he makes it 27 nothing. Placed on the center of the field, almost on that dot. Morgan takes a snap, hands it off to Jones, and he will just walk in untouched, vulturing the touchdown of Denny Saligan. 34 to nothing. Jackson Jones gets his second touchdown of the game. Morgan comes out in the gun, takes a snap, hands it off to Saligan. He's going to go off tackle to the left side, works through an arm tackle. He's got a seam, 35-40. 45-50, it's a foot race, and no one's going to catch Denny Saligan. Touchdown, Richmond. 
just like that, they get their points back. What a run. He goes 80 yards. Second long run of the night. Got two out to the left, one to his right. He's going to hand it off to Saligan. Saligan cuts it back. Oh, he's got room to run. Denny Saligan at midfield to the 45, 40, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Can he get there? He does. Touchdown, Richmond. Denny Saligan goes 90 yards. Have a day, kid. 49 to 18. Wow. Yeah. Like I said, have a day, kid. Final stats, Denny Saligan only touched the ball nine times and got four touchdowns. He should have had five, the one where Jackson Jones just walked in. Denny Saligan went over the pylon, and they marked him out at the, at the, at the like, .5 yard line <laughs> because, yeah, he got in. So it should have been nine carries for five touchdowns. 256 yards, if you're wondering. He averaged 28 yards a carry. Uh, Jackson Jones, good yeah. game, too. 12 for 113 and a couple of touchdowns. Which, on <laughs> a normal night, is a leading rusher. But, I mean, Denny Saligan did uh, amazing. Uh, Jake Morgan only had to throw four passes in the start, 54 yards. A lot of that came on one beautiful deep ball. Kid can sling it. Only had to throw it four times. Saligan was really cold, really good. Like I said, Denipol was awesome running around the field. That whole defense was. And Saligan was great, but that offensive line gave him a lot of room to work. And, and Coach Sean Misko was very happy after the game. I got a chance to uh, catch up with him and get his thoughts. Here with Coach Sean Misko after the first win on the newly named John Coker Field. Coach, first of all, just with everything going on tonight, how nice was it to get a win and get one pretty comfortably? Um, you know, it was an outstanding effort from the kids. Uh, you know, coaches and I, we had a pretty good idea coming into the game that, that our trench play was going to be, you know, pretty exceptional. And uh, the first half went pretty textbook for us you know we couldn't ask for a better first half and uh you know our offensive line kind of came together got it clicking our inside run game did exactly what it was supposed to do um you know we've been kind of working on that pretty religiously for about six months so you know um and we got a couple great tailbacks that, that went to work and uh super proud that we just got it done you know on opening night like this when you talk about great tailbacks Denny Saligan started off the season with a bang, a 70-yard touchdown run, an 80-yard touchdown run, and a 90-yard touchdown run, and probably should have had that about 45-yarder that they said he was out of bounds on. Four touchdowns should have been five. Don't think you could have asked for a better first night from the lightning part of your thunder and lightning combo. Yeah, um, you know, Denny transferred from St. Clair uh, last season, had to sit out a full year went an entire season as a scout team tailback for us and uh, obviously we knew he was very talented you know he's, he's a fantastic kid you know does all the right things in practice and all that and uh, you know luckily for him he got to have a, a coming out party and you know kind of show people just how fast and how good his cuts really are talking about a coming out party that Denipole kid can hit and you told me before we started talking that's his first high school football game yeah, yep, Sam, Sam Denipool. He's a first-year uh, high school football player, senior, middle linebacker. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, we've seen him in practice. He's, he's made some good plays. He's got tremendous speed, and, um, you know, he's got that uh, that it factor in terms of, you know, reckless abandon for his body. You know, he goes 100 miles an hour. Your whole defense was swarming all night. 
Glendale, it's not that they had lack of athletes, because you saw when they got in space, they could run. They just almost never got into space because of your defense just stopping them, not letting them get outside the pocket. Yeah, um, you know, we knew back in May we had a pretty good idea that our defense was going to be pretty fast. And, uh, you know, so we kind of been riding that all summer long and all of camp. You know, we just want to make sure that we understand that we want our kids playing downhill 100 miles an hour, and we're just – we're going to make teams make plays to beat us. That, that, that's the mentality on defense. If they, if they can't execute perfectly, we're in their face. Had a great ceremony tonight. Had a great win. BWAC play starts next week. You start with MLA City. I'm assuming 24 hours you'll enjoy this. Then it's to work on the Spartans. Yep, yep. We have a, you know, we'll have our eight hour or sorry, eight a.m. workout tomorrow morning, and we'll we'll go through this game. We'll talk about what went great, what went bad, what we need to fix, and uh, you know, and then Clintondale's behind us at 10 a.m. tomorrow. So, you know, and road road forward to MLA City. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations on the win. Awesome. Thank you. Well. That about sums. <laughs> he I was mean, pretty happy. You know, we had a couple of smiling coaches tonight in the games uh, that uh, that we did. Um, uh, I just like that he's so straightforward. Like, yes. I, he's he's a young guy, so maybe he hasn't been burned yet. So no coach <laughs> speak yet. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't make him jaded. But no, uh, Coach Misko is a fun guy to talk to. He was excited, and I mean, how can you not be? Uh, on such a great night, the the dedication ceremony was was awesome. Uh, the the plaque there is awesome, and uh, if you remember last year, they broke in the turf, and it didn't quite go the way you wanted it to. You lose to a rival, and your turf is the opening. But the dedication of it, naming it for Coach Coker, could you ask for more than a kid going for? Uh, 256 yards, rushing for almost 400 yards as a team. They were 11 yards short of 400. Yeah, uh, and and Saligan and Jones was uh, 369 combined with six scores. Yeah, and then they really didn't play in the fourth quarter. Like, at the end, like in my highlights, when I'm just going crazy, it's because his last two touches went for 170 yards. It was almost just like it was like, like a joke. Like, it was like, okay, Denny Saligan touches it, touchdown. I don't care if you're on whatever side of the field, whatever yard line he's scoring. It was just like, are you kidding me? And again, he did great, but that was a, uh, that's a big testament to their offensive line because they did dominate the trenches. Like, we talk about Denipole making the plays. He made those plays because the offensive line was preoccupied with some pretty damn good defensive linemen. All right, so Richmond rolls. We'll get to the rest of the uh, BWAC uh, scores in, in our next uh, segment, which will be in just a few minutes. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N carco.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're taking a look at uh, the rest of the uh, BWAC uh, scores. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast, recapping the Thursday night season openers. Um, Crosslex Williamston. Now, we're- we've been on the Crosslex bandwagon here for a while, uh, and there are going to be haters out there going, doo-ka-doo-ka-doo when they're listening to this because Crosslex lost 43-20. to I'm gonna hold off. I still the, the Pioneers might go eight and one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Williamston's a good team, but you can't turn it over four times. Like we talk about not making mistakes, four turnovers against a team that played in a semifinal last year can't do it. Like, and I think they know that up there. I don't think they're gonna think that. Oh, they just got bad luck or something. I mean. You give up four turnovers, you're not going to win games. No, and they they were like they knew that this was going to be uh, a game on their schedule that was going to be tough. Yeah, they knew that they were playing a really strong program, and it was how tough. Yeah, well, I, I mean, this is a team went to the semifinals last year, right? But you didn't know. Okay, did they lose everyone? Are they are they? Just do they have a good mix? Like, it's always tough when you play a team that went to a semifinal a year ago. Because yeah, unless they're like De La Salle or Cast Tech or one of those schools that you can just pencil in in a regional final every year. Uh, two things that we thought would happen did happen. Uh, Jake Townsend, two forty four passing with a couple of touchdowns. Unfortunately, also a couple of picks. yeah. He he threw a couple of interceptions. Sixteen out of thirty four. He also. Carried 12 times for 118 yards and a touchdown. And we knew Sage Slanick was going to be a beast. How about eight catches, 164 yards, and a touchdown? Yeah, so what's he going to do when he's not playing a state power? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, again, Williamston wins by 23. Surprises me a little. Yeah, I I did think Crosslex was going to come out confident, maybe surprise Williamston. But the other thing is, you can't be down. You can't spot a team like Williamston twenty one points. That was a score at the end of the first. Like, I mean, you you can't come back from that. Yeah. Because you think after that point, the final score is what forty three to twenty. So the score was twenty two twenty one after the first quarter. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, a, a bad start and a bad result. But I still – I think Crosslex is going to be really good, and I think they're going to win a lot of football games. And so I'm not going to kick them in the teeth for game one. Right. Uh, I'm going to say, well, let's see what happens against North Branch next week. Yeah. It was 22-20. My math was a bit off. But anyway, um, yeah, let's see what they do against North Branch. 
Might maybe have to cool the Jets on Croslex a little bit. Now they're going to play the BWAC, and let's see what they do there. Do they refocus? Because, again, a team we don't know about, and as of the time of recording, North Branch hasn't played. We don't know what North Branch is. We don't know because they're a team kind of, I don't want to say similar to Williamston, but that same kind of area where they made a deep playoff run last year, and we know North Branch lost a lot, but did they replace it? Is it a system thing, or was it a good class? Well, we will find that out as it goes, and I think we have differing opinions on what North Branch is. It'll be very interesting next week to see what happens. Because they were amazing last year, and they steamrolled everybody. Right. I think and we, I don't know if they're going to steamroll everybody We both this agree year. there's going to be fall-off. Yeah. I think we disagree on how, how much. much. And you're a little more certain that there's going to be a ton where I've taken more of a wait-and-see approach. But Croslex, yeah, that's a tough loss. But, I mean, you've seen plenty of teams lose week one, and I'm not saying they're going to do this, but you've seen teams lose week one and then win a state title and not lose another game. Ubley was, what, two and one and two? Ubley started one and two last year and made it to the finals. Yeah, so week one does not – that decides your season, but yeah, you're you're not gonna be talked about as this this deity in the area for for at least a little while. I don't. Know. I'm probably gonna pick them next week. I'm giving away all my picks. I had a bad week this week, so I might as well just throw my pick <laughs> out right early. Uh, Duran beat Emily City 42. Yeah, speaking of picks, I'm 14. done picking Emily City game. <laughs> I'm like three and five all time with them. Yeah, the Spartans left to wait another week to try to get their 300th uh, victory. Uh, I, again, uh, apparently I got my answer about Durand of whether this was the senior class or whether last year was the senior year. Looks like this year's the senior year, and they are a, a pretty good football team because, again, I don't think Emily City – is that bad but they lose by four scores uh at home in their opener yeah that's that's rough and it's, i just think they played a bus i think it's like ph stony creek yeah Cross lex williamson but the problem is next week they play richmond richmond looks like a buzzsaw at least in week one they murdered clintondale so, you know, uh, again, there's a lot to play out, and it's the BWAC, so a lot changes from week to week, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, again, we talked about sample size. We have to avoid falling into the trap of trying to paint a full picture from one game of football. Well, and that's the other thing. That's why I asked in the intro, did we get our answers or did we not get any answers and I'm more inclined to think we we haven't really gotten a lot of answers yet cuz again, Elma, they lose 25 to nothing at Monroe St. Mary, but Monroe St. Mary is really good, and you've got to go down there and play them, and we know that Elmont is young. It's tough to ask them to go down there and win that football. Right, and I mean, and we do a lot of judging off of, like, brand. Like, it's not like college football or NFL where we can watch them and see this. Like, high school football, you see the teams in your area – for the most part, we only get to see the games we are at personally, and everything else you kind of have to go off from hearsay and 
scores and stats and extrapolate information from that. And, yeah, I think we do have more questions than answers after week one. Well, I'm going to uh, applaud our next two scores because Elkanak and Yale this. both won this week. And I don't know how many games these teams are going to win, but they both won this week. And you can go back over the last two seasons, and there aren't many times where we say Elkanak and Yale both won this week. And they didn't just win. They won decidedly. Elkanak, they won 27-6 to and Yale 28-8. to Yale gave up a touchdown on the first play of the game. And, and it was on a, a double pass. Yeah, a, trick a double play. pass. And then they shut it down. You're not, I'm not going to, okay, you gave up a touchdown and a double pass. They, they unloaded their bag of tricks the very first play of the game and then didn't do anything else. And they and they went on the road. Was was Algonac on the road or were they at home? Do you know? Uh, I Algonac was on the road at Warren Lincoln. So Algonac and and Yale both go on the road and win. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, that's the other part of that. Uh, great start for Garrett Grunman. Yeah, who's trying to change the culture there at Yale, and it um, helps with the win. Yeah, you know, Dennis, you know, it's easier to get buy in when you get results. And an early result for both. And Algonac, like, again, Warren Lincoln can be – they've been a playoff team recently. They've never been a good team outside of, like, one year in the past two decades. But that's a game that last year Algonac probably loses. And this year they win, and they win on the road, and they win by, what, three scores? That's a and, nice And they win. hold Lincoln to six. You know, Lincoln might not always be good, but that's usually because they give up a lot um, as opposed to not scoring much. So, uh, to me, that's a good sign. El- Elginac has a good and game And Lincoln throws the ball a lot as long yeah. as the same coaching staff is still there. So, I mean, I, I don't want to say they're going to – they're going to upset a ton of teams in the BWAC or or anything like that. But I don't think – I think you look at the week one results and you go, okay, you don't pencil those games in as you would before. And there are two teams that, at least through one week, are trending in the right direction. Some interest, some other interesting scores here. Uh, Bad Axe beats Harbor Beach 42-33. to 33. And that game was not that close. At one point, it was like twenty-eight to six. So, well, I mean, what do you make? Because Beach is another one of those juggernaut teams. You just plug them in to to win. And uh, and for a long time, Bad Axe wasn't very good, but they got good but last ba- year. Bad Axe, yeah. And I, it goes back to that question: Was that their senior class last year, or is this their senior class this year? And that's a really nice win up there for the Hatchets, Harbor Beach. That that's a tough loss early, uh, in the in GTC crossover play. You know, usually we we joked last last year when we did the preview. All right, is it Harbor Beach or Ubley this year? Harbor Beach has kind of struggled last year and struggling a little bit this to start this year. Maybe Bad Axe is just really good and Harbor Beach runs the table. Well, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not going to count the uh, the Pirates out just yet again after one game. Uh, Saginaw Nouvelle beat Sandusky 21 to six. We knew Sandusky lost a lot and they're going to be down. Uh, this actually 21 to, to six 
is a little more competitive than I was actually expecting. So, uh, I mean, again, I don't know. I know Novell is usually a good program. And I know that those teams get to recruit their players. So, <laughs> so for Sandusky to, I don't know. Like you said, Sandusky was down. They were a juggernaut last year. You knew it wasn't going to repeat as like like North Branch, but they're another team I'm going to wait and see another week on. Yeah, um, Burton Bendel beat Brown City 26 to uh, 12. Um, Bentley over Memphis 21 13. Memphis competitive in that game, and then uh, the K Pack played one varsity football game last season. Mm-hmm. And they come out and pitch a shutout. In, I know it was New Haven, and New Haven's now lost 25 straight. But I actually picked the Rockets to win this game. You and did. K-Pack beat them 22 to nothing. Yeah, and, and New Haven put up some points last year. Like, they, they had put up 20-plus uh, points in half their games. And that's kind of why I went that way with it. Yeah, and then K-Pack just shuts them down. Told you, they were fresh. <laughs> they were fresh. That's a nice, but no, seriously. For That's K-Pac, a nice win for K-Pac. That, and, and just to feel good, I mean, I don't know what K-Pac's going to do. They have to play Harbor Beach next week, so they're going to get a really angry pirate team. And then Sandusky the week after. But that's a, a good feeling win for K-Pac. Yeah, they get off to a, uh, a good start because that's only that program's fourth win uh, in the last 31 football games yeah. that they've played. So that's that, it's just nice to get one under your belt and in, uh, And to one. do it in a somewhat, I don't want to say dominant, but decisive fashion. And speaking of decisive, when we when we at the other side of this break, Cardinal Mooney just kind of showed up and said, we're, we're, pay attention to us. We're good. Yeah, the, we, we kind of hinted uh, uh, in the the pick show the other day, keep an eye on, on Mooney. Don't know how good they're going to be, but keep an eye on Mooney. They're going in the right direction, and they certainly went in the right uh, direction on Thursday in the opener. Talk about that and uh, more in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. We continue to (laughs) to debate because it's it's so hard. I just said to Dennis during the break, I go, what do you know now that you didn't know a day ago? He's like, Northern's a has a pretty good defense and is better than I thought they might be because I didn't think they dominate Marysville and I'm like okay so so what does that mean he's like I don't know yeah I, I don't know because yeah I don't know maybe they've got a maybe they've got a chance to challenge for the uh, the blue title and you and you look at all the other okay Richmond's a top team in the BWAC whether they're the top team I don't know about that but are they one of the top teams. Definitely. Do they have a really fun defense and a couple stud running backs? Yeah. So here's here's the the thing and why it's it's all flipping guesswork. Okay, if Richmond plays Williamston, 
do they win or do they lose 43 to 20? And if Crosslex plays Clintondale, right. Crosslex wins 49 to 18. <laughs> right. And that's and no fault of either team. Like, I mean, for those of you who don't know, John Coker worked at Clintondale. That's why that was the game. That's why that happened. Crosslex played Williamson because Michael Grow is from that area and wanted to play a strong team. Yeah, you're right. If those two teams play the other opponents, probably similar results. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the other thing. Should I be down on MLA City? Or if those other two teams play Durand, how does that game right. go? Should I be down on uh, Almont? Or if they have to travel to Monroe-St. Mary, how do Richmond I think the only thing that do? tells us about Almont is they're not one of those typical, those those top tier Almont teams is what I should say. Yeah, I know they're young. That's what I'm hearing, and it, and it you know. So you know they're not probably not going to be at Fort Field, but are they still challenged for the? Yeah, are they, are they still dangerous? Are they still one of those teams where uh, on any given Friday night they're going to give you fits? Yeah, and uh, well, what I do know. Cardinal Mooney showed up and, and is saying we're we're going to be a team to to look at for the next few of the next this season and we have them four times on the schedule just because they play on Saturdays but and four winnable games too. yes and this was a game that we kind of talked before the season like yeah probably a loss you never know well I mean but, Parkway's been good but maybe Parkway's a little down, and we know Mooney's on the right track. Well, Parkway, and they're better. Parkway beat them twice last year. First time, 48-28. Second time, 35-12 in the playoffs. So it's a team that beat them handily twice a year ago. That, that That's a nice win for Mooney. And impressive, too. 28 to nothing. Yeah. On the road. There's another team on the road. You know, and a team that we don't talk a lot about because they've been down for a little while now. And here's here's a really eye-opening win to open the uh, the season. Did you know that's only the fifth time those two teams have ever played? Well, they're big rivals in every other sport. And so I guess I just assume they play more often than not. But uh, uh, I'm not sure. I don't think Parkway Christian's in the Catholic League. I think they're in a different league. Uh, yeah, they don't have, well, at least not in the whatever division Mooney's in. They yeah. only have them playing. They've played four times in the last three years. And before that, it, geez, see if I can find the other one. It wasn't in, it was 2006 in the playoffs. Yeah. was the only other time and, they and met. And Parkway's not that old, but they've pretty much won right from the get-go. Right, yeah, right let, from the start of that program. I mean, four and four last year. They had a two and seven year, but before that, nine and one, six and four, seven and five, seven and four. First year was two thousand six, and they went ten and one yeah. that year. So, yeah, they're a team that's not used to to losing. And for Mooney to go down there and win, good for the Cardinals, and good for uh, I guess Hazen Letter. I believe that's how you say it. Had a pretty big game, or at least uh, from what we've heard. Played well. Yeah, and that's a guy that Brendan Folsom told us about and said, keep an eye on him. He's going to be – he actually, I think Folsom said he might lead the area in rushing. 
but Danny Seligan and a few other guys might have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, well, we'll learn more tomorrow night because uh, I'll be at East China Stadium, St. Clair versus Marine City. That'll be a fun one. I'm really excited to be at that game. Absolutely. Uh, and it's uh, there's actually eight games on the uh, schedule for Friday night. Uh, I did want to mention real quick, CPS on the road. Oh, yeah. Nearly pulled it out. They lost to Bay City All Saints 34-28. to How dare I disrespect the eight-man? I'm, I'm encouraged by CPS being uh, competitive in this game because, again, I, I think it was Gallagher that told us, CPS got a couple of guys, and they're going to be better this year. And to go on the road to, to Bay City All Saints uh, and, you know, a six-point game. It sounds like they had a chance. Well, let's put it to you this way. Last year, they scored 66 points in seven games. They put up, what, 28 in their first game? Yep. Yeah, that, that that's encouraging. Did they, they did not play All Saints last year. So now it's one of the oh, games. Oh, yeah, they, they got... did in the playoffs. 52-14 to 14 loss. Yeah, uh, and I, the, the regular season game got COVIDed out because mm-hmm. that actually – and I know you you don't like it, and I don't like it. That was actually a league game to open the season. Yeah. So that's a tough way. Uh, Deckerville uh, didn't have to play their game. They got a forfeit win over Oakland Christian, probably for the best because Deckerville probably would have rolled. Mm-hmm. Kids 50, are probably annoyed that they have to, to wait another week yeah. to play, but, hey, they got to win. They're going to win. They're off to a 1-0 uh, start. So, uh, well, I'll just start there. Peck's uh, opener is against Akron Fairgrove on Friday night in uh, Peck, and New Haven Merritt opens against Kingston uh, on Friday night at uh, Merritt. The uh, other six games are all in uh, 11-man uh, football. Uh, I'll kind of go in reverse, and we'll talk about the big game last. We'll, end, right. we'll end the show on the big note. Uh, Marlette will host Reese. What we heard about Marlette is it's the air raid offense, and they're going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, and that they have uh, they're an old team that they have a lot to work with. Yeah, there they, there's some experience. North Branch opens at home against Redford Thurston. Um, again, you know North Branch lost three thousand yards rushing, more than three thousand, about yeah. thirty five hundred yards rushing out of their backfield. So I want to see. What's there be- before I say they're still a powerhouse? That's just a lot. That is, and I'm sure they're still good. I, I know this. They got a good coach. Mm-hmm. They've got a great system, and they like winning. And but the other thing is, we have no idea what Redford Thurston is. Yeah, not a clue. So if they win that game, thirty-five to seven. Is, are we impressed? Should they have won by more? Should, is that an amazing win? What is that? So that that's why we'll, we'll be three weeks into the season before I actually have a real clue mm-hmm. of what's going on. Uh, Armada at Clawson to open the, uh, the season tomorrow night for the Armada Tigers. Um, be interested uh, to see how uh, they go. Uh, Anchor Bay is a team that uh, – that we don't talk about a lot, uh, Brady, but they're in the Mac White. They're going to open at Ann Arbor Pioneer, uh, and and that's a program that's trying to to really turn it around and get better. Be- because 
they're a, a bigger school, and I, I think they're they're feeling like they should be a, a school that gets talked about. Yeah, and they have the coach to do it. Yep, they definitely have the coach to do it. And hey, see what they can do. They won the they what split the Mac White last year. Yep, that, so that's the, a start. They're 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 kind of really on, good start on the move there. Uh, and then of course, East China Stadium. St. Clair, Marine City, the battle for the bell. Here's another one like uh, Northern Marysville. I don't know. I mean, I think Marine City's the favorite. I mean, you're coming just solely off the fact that one team's coming off a regional finalist and the other team went one in six last year. Now, is St. Clair really confident? Yeah. And is Marine City really confident? Yeah. And, and I can just tell you this, from being at both practices and talking to both sides, there is not going to be any love loss in this game. It is going to be a brawl. Now, whether it's a one-sided brawl or, or it, their punches go back and forth figuratively, <laughs> we'll, 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 be, uh, we'll wait to see. So, again, it's another one where... I'm going to be really interested to see what the score is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and then I'm going to scratch my head and go, does this tell me anything? Like I'm looking at the board right now going, does this tell me anything? Yeah. And, I mean, I'll be on the call for that about, what, 635, 640 pregame uh, kickoff at about 7. If you want to get a seat, get there like now. <laughs> and, yeah, because we're recording this at like 1 a.m., <laughs> on on Friday morning, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I just can't wait. How nice was it to hear the bands and the roar of the crowd on a big run? Yeah, well, I mean, Memorial Stadium, you're on top of it anyways, and, yeah, big crowd to, for the uh, game between Northern and uh, Marysville and with the bands uh, there and just, yeah, the whole atmosphere is completely uh, different uh, and uh, – while the, the, the game wasn't the barn burner I was hoping for, uh, Northern was super impressive uh, in their season opening uh, win. Richmond, super impressive in their season opening uh, win. And very uh, interested to see who's super impressive between the Saints and the Mariners. Yeah, and, and then the other games too, because if Armada comes out and beats Clawson by four touchdowns, That'll say a lot. If North Branch comes out and beats Thurston by four touchdowns, that says a lot. Did we mention the one game tomorrow, USA and Ubley? USA and uh, Ubley is... Uh, That's going to be a brawl up there. Y y you'd think so. Uh, their playoff game uh, last season, 20-14 to 14 in overtime, Ubley won. And that was the only game in the entire postseason run where Ubley... Actually, that was the only game starting with week four to the end of the season that Ubley was even challenged until they lost in the yeah. state finals to a team that just didn't give up any points. Yeah. So. Centerville, right? It yeah. It was 22 center. to nothing against Centerville. Which, have you figured out what you're going to do tomorrow? Uh, I'm not 100%. There, there's, I've got it narrowed down to like uh, five games that I might go to. <laughs> there's seven or eight or whatever you said. Well, so I, you're not going to go to Ann Arbor Pioneer. I, 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 that's about the only one that I've ruled out, that I'm not going to drive to Ann Arbor Pioneer. 
but he's East, not doing the game. He just wants to go see a something. East China Stadium's a possibility. The Armada Clawson game's a possibility. The Ubly game's a possibility. I might go to Peck and see an eight man game. Eight man. I, I know. I just I want to get out and see a game. I just don't know which one I want to go and see. Yeah. Um, because again, the more teams in the area we see, the more intelligently we can talk about them. Yes. And you know you got to see it with your own two eyes. Yeah. So. So, I don't know. I know that Brady will be at East China Stadium for the St. Clair Marine City game, and I know if I'm not there, I'll be listening wherever I am. All right, yeah, and you can hear me <laughs> get stuck on Sports Stream 2. two. The deuce. Whatever can I call you, it that? You're the boss. You can call whatever you want to. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to call this one uh, as uh, officially uh, in the uh, books Night one of the uh, the season and all the Friday night games will recap on Monday's podcast. Uh, it's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast with Dennis and Brady. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.